0: The Deal Lawyer Podcast, with John Andrews, powered by JMW Solicitors.
1: Hello and welcome to the Deal Lawyer Podcast. This is John Andrews, and today I'm joined by Alex O'Leary, who has recently joined my team as a senior associate. Alex, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, John. Today, we're going to talk about a really interesting subject, which will, I think, be informative for both sellers and buyers. And what we're really going to talk about are employee ownership
0: trusts, Alex. Is that right? That's right, John. Yep. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, obviously, the first question is, what is an
0: employee ownership trust? Well, literally, it's a uh, trust set up um, for the purpose of buying shares in a company. And then the trust holds those shares for the beneficiaries of the trust who are the employees of the company.
1: And, and why would a company only want to do that instead of doing a normal trade sale or a sale to private equity?
0: Well, uh, that's a good question, John. Uh, the, the key driver normally uh, we see is, is to do with legacy. So one of the big advantages, advantages to a seller is that they know the company is not going to change afterwards as it would do if a uh, bigger corporate or a private equity came in and bought it. After completion, the, uh, the EOT, the Employee Ownership Trust Management Board, would generally uh, deal with the running of the company and that board would include uh, employees of the company. So the seller is, uh, you know, has that certainty that the business is gonna carry on in the way it did when he left it.
1: Well, that sounds really nice, Alex, but are selling shareholders receiving any value for their shares?
0: Um, well, John, that's actually one of the, the most common misconceptions of a sale to an uh, employee ownership trust. The sale actually is for full market value and uh, we'll have a valuation done right at the outset of the transaction. Okay,
1: so other than legacy, are there any other advantages of uh, a EOT sale?
0: Yeah, there, there are a few advantages. I think the big one um, is that when you, uh, as a seller, sell to an EOT, it's actually exempt from capital gains tax.
1: So, so none at all, no That's right. uh, 10%? Wow.
0: And on top of that, uh, it doesn't actually deplete the seller's uh, in a uh, lifelong entitlement to business asset disposal relief, which yeah, I believe is a million pounds at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah, that's right. So, so to be clear, if you're an owner of a business and you do an EOT sale, you pay no tax on on the sale
0: proceeds. That's right, John.
1: So, so, so why isn't everyone doing it?
0: Well, <laughs> that, that that's a good question. There there are some qualifying criteria, um, which I'll, I'll run through in a sec, but they. Um, not not all companies qualify um, for, for the tax advantages. and also yeah, you know, as as we, as we discussed, the, our, the running of the business afterwards is essentially going to be a, by a, a management board which is made up of the current management team and employees, and not all businesses have that structure in place to easily transition. So when we normally uh, deal with these types of sales, we'll work closely with your well with the sellers corporate finance advisors. And generally, they'll 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 assess fairly early on if the structure's there to, to you know to put that EOT um, in place, and usually the corporate finance advisory as well will help with the transition both before and after completion.
1: Okay, so so if if I if I get this right, where we've got to is this: so we we have really extraordinary tax advantages of going along this route. It preserves. Your legacy as as the owner and, and seller of the business, um, but but the process is, is is establishing a trust an employee ownership trust um, that holds the shares in the company and holds those shares for the benefit of the employees. Is that right? That's
0: right, John. Yeah. Um,
1: so, so what does that mean in real terms for for the employees?
0: Well, in um, uh, it, it means that the because there, there aren't any shareholders extracting dividends from the uh, company. That money is put back into the company just to improve day-to-day life um, for employees. Usually, things like uh, you know increased uh, money spent on equipment, technology. Um, from a financial perspective, there's also some advantages for the employees as well. So, um, there'll be eligible employees will be entitled to an income tax-free bonus of up to three thousand six hundred pounds a year. And on top of that, if there's excess profits, you know, that aren't being put back into the company and spent on bonuses, they can be applied um, to larger salaries, better benefits. Um, So all in all, there's some good financial advantages for the employees in doing that. Um, Yeah. On on top of all of that, if, you know, I know we talked about legacy, but if, if, if if it's not really working out and they decide to go through a sale, in the future, then the sale proceeds can be distributed to the employees as well. There's a lot of financial benefits uh, to it, but, um, you know, studies have found that giving the employees that voice in how the company's run actually really in blue, uh, boosts employee morale, which leads to better company profitability better productivity which ultimately increases company profits and you know comes back to the financial benefits that the employees receive
1: it seems to me you know from the from the seller's point of view it, it, it's uh, you know uh, an advantageous route to go along from, from the employees they, they they retain a real stake and interest in the business um but i'm guessing it's never quite that simple and and you mentioned earlier that there are certain criteria that have to be met in order to meet the exemption from tax rules so can you just tell me a little bit about what those rules are
0: sure i can tell you the criteria they are so firstly the company that's um, transferring its shares has to be a trading company uh, or the principal principal company in a trading trading group um the trustees of the employee ownership trust they have to apply the benefit of the shares um to all employees on the same terms uh, the only distinguish, uh, you know, the only, dis- only um, difference they can um, distinguish between the employees is based on remuneration, so their salaries, uh, how long they've been employees, and their hours worked. Um, other than that, everything has to be, you know, treated equally. Um, uh, one of the big criteria, um, the controlling interest criteria, is that the trustees of the AOT have to purchase at least fifty-one percent of the shares. Uh, in the company so for any sellers that are listening you can't um, sell 40% of your shares you know keep the majority stake and enjoy the tax advantage that comes with that it's got you've got to relinquish control of the company Um, and the the final criteria is that the selling shareholders they can stay on as directors or employees of the company afterwards um, but they and their connected parties so that's their family members um, can't make up more than forty percent of the total employees of the company. So again, if sellers are out there listening, thinking they can just sell and stay on, and they, you know, they're, they're, they're the directors receiving all these advantages, then um, I'm afraid that's, that's not the case. Um, the tax legislation goes into quite a bit of detail on those criteria, but we'd work closely with your um, with the sellers' tax advisors just to uh, ensure they met those criteria before um, before completion.
1: Okay, so so I guess the one thing that crosses my mind in all of this is that you mentioned that the sale would be at full market value, um, but, but where does the money come from? How does the has the trust fund the purchase of the business from the sellers? Well, the um, so the trustees
0: will usually be it will usually be a trustee company, um, so it could apply for a bank loan um, in much the same way that a, a you know regular buyer may. Um, but we found that the most common method of funding is actually through um, vendor financing, which you know, as you know, John is where essentially deferred consideration the the the, uh, the payments are made in installments after completion. Um, if the sellers do want a payment on completion, which you know, which is usually the case, cash that's in the company um, at completion could be used to 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 pay a a, a part or all of the completion payment. Um, which comes with the obvious, uh, you know, added tax advantage that, you know, they can extract that cash at completion without having to pay a dividend tax on it.
1: Okay. so uh, And that's going to be of real interest to sort of regular listeners of this podcast, because what, what we're generally talking about are, uh, is funding deals with little or no money put down up front, or if money is put down and it's funded for, from cash in the business. So essentially, this is, a, I guess, adopting that method but um, the the, the difference is the buyer of the business is not a, an arm's length uh, party. It's actually actively involved employees in, in, in the business.
0: Yeah. And essentially when you're doing the deal, it's almost a one one side transaction because the seller is, is heavily involved with the setting up of the trust uh, itself. So that's one of the other advantages that I didn't mention about a sale to an AOT is because it's you're not dealing with a third party buyer. generally a bit quicker the fees are generally a bit smaller um and you don't have to go and look for a buyer and is it is it
1: it just one lawyer or are there two lawyers involved in the process well
0: we 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 usually recommend that the trustee um company um uh, that's buying gets its own independent legal advice um but uh you know it it, it doesn't have to so normally alex when when you're looking to to finance these
1: transactions the, the the buyer will go off find somebody to lend the money, and that lender will want security for that lending, and that, generally speaking, takes the form of a debenture, which will be a charge over the business and assets of of the company, um, or possibly a charge over the shares of that company. Is is that type of security available to
0: uh, an EOT? Um, It's difficult, with John, actually, because with that, so the qualifying criteria that I mentioned earlier – is that the trustees have to retain that controlling interest. And the tax legislation, it's quite strict. So um, by granting a charge like that over the shares or even a debenture, it, it, if the tax legislation deems that, that it could be a situation where the trustees lose that controlling interest and it trips the tax relief, so you don't want to do that. So potentially, if the company's got some fixed assets like a property, you might be able to grant the sellers uh, a charge over that, that property without t- tripping the tax relief. Um, but you know, most cases, it's where the seller is. Uh, it, it is. Is there's a level of trust there that the company is going to make the um, deferred payments? Okay, so I,
1: I guess typically, if if these sorts of transactions are funded from the future company cash flow and profits, what is going to be a, a common scenario will be that the the sellers will stay on in, stay on in the business in some capacity. Um, possibly as a as a director or, or certainly as an employee, so they've got some kind of finger on the pulse of the business going forwards. Yeah, that's exactly right, John. That's that's what normally happens. Okay, well, fantastic. That's been a, that's been a, a really really interesting insight for me into a, a, an area of acquiring and selling businesses that I, that, that I really wasn't that familiar with. Um, if you want to find out more about Employee Ownerships trusts and how they work and, and how the transaction can be undertaken, do please feel free to get in touch with either myself through our website, john.andrews at jmw.co.uk or Alex is the real expert, alex.oleary at jmw.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening to this week's podcast and speak to you soon. The
0: Deal Lawyer Podcast with John Andrews. Powered by JMW Solicitors.